0: Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by ElevateBooks.com.
1: Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best selling author from the Elevate Series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate Series, be sure to check out ElevateBooks.com forward slash authors where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're gonna be speaking with Eleanor. And Eleanor had begun skating at the age of three and has made a career as a professional ice skater. She was living and working and traveling with her skating partner, which meant that she was performing and skating, which really defined who she was as a person and defined her life. She moved back to Australia and and Eleanor began her journey of personal development without skating and really just trying to find what her true identity was. And in that process, she discovered some unique strategies of how to define who she was. She had been struggling with body image and trying to impress and overachieve for a number of years but now Eleanor wants to bring her own story and message to everyone about finding who they really are. Writing this book, Elevate Your Life, has seen her expand and grow in the process to have a much clearer understanding of her own identity and hopes that it will help to influence others to find their identity too. Please welcome
0: Eleanor. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Look, thanks Fantastic. so much for being here. Thank you for having me.
1: It's a pleasure. So just for just the listeners out there, let's let's just get a bit of a, a, a starting point, I guess. Tell me, why are you so passionate about this thing called identity and helping people find their identity? Well why why is that?
0: I think because it's something that over the years we've had all well, over the years an expansion of technology that we've kind of lost who we truly are as ourselves, we seem to have got caught up in this whirlwind of projecting what other people want to see. And I think it's just really important that some of our most amazing traits are what we seem to have hidden because we think they're too strange or (laughs) they're too weird or quirky. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, so I just think, but that's what makes us completely amazing is all of those things. And we seem to be scared to show them (laughs) where... I think now, yep, yeah, I'm so far beyond that. I just don't. I I don't mind, and I wish. I just wish everybody else felt that way. I think more than anything. So when you talk yeah. about identity, what does that mean? When you say identity, and you're helping people, what does that actually mean? Identity to me means now, as opposed to what I thought it did. Um, it's connecting with myself again, and the actual essence of who I am not the what I thought I should be so it's all of it's all of my traits it's all the different things that I have to offer and it's not one sole thing that defines me anymore it's every single little thing that I do (laughs) and yeah I think it's now expanded into something I'm happy to accept that I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination um, but I am very quirky, <laughs> so I will happily take that on. And I am very active. I am. I I seem like I answer a lot with the I am, not the who I want to be kind of thing. I want to be the healthiest version of myself. I think is more is more now what my identity is. It's just taking what I've got and expanding on it. Um, so it's my strengths and my weaknesses more than anything, I think, now.
1: Got it. So identity is, in, in your uh, book of, of life, is, is who you are now. It's your I am statements. It's the, the you being where you're at in the present and then wanting to expand further from there. Is that, is that the gist of yeah. what I'm
0: hearing? Ab- yeah, absolutely. And projecting all my best qualities forward and you know, happily taking some of the <laughs> not-so-fabulous ones but making them work for me as well.
1: Now, you've been a, a you know a world-class performer and you have done some phenomenal things. I mean, you started at the age of three uh, really being a peak performer and have done so throughout your entire life. So for those people who are listening in who want to find their identity and really want to get their life on track, maybe they've been performing, maybe maybe they haven't, maybe they just are a little bit lost, what sort of advice or tips or strategies could you give them from your personal journey?
0: I think... The performing was what made me happy, and that was the projection of my absolute happiest moments. That's where I felt really connected to myself. But it took me to actually go away and sit and imagine my life without my performing. When I started connecting with all of that, so I think if there's if there are athletes and performers, dancers, speakers, what, whatever it is that you were doing performing on some level or um, any kind of physical competitive edge I think that you just need to detach yourself a little bit sometimes and just see that as one aspect of yourself and it might be where you feel the most happiest but I think it's also being comfortable enough not having it there at the same time I think that's when we really connect with who we are and that's what I did. I took myself out uh, for a little while and really spent time without it in my life at all. I took a year of not performing and that really opened up my eyes to all my other strengths and I'm not saying that every performer or (laughs) athlete needs to take a year off but even just to take a day and really sit with yourself and imagine your life as it is now, and but also imagine your life without that, and see if that's still really what you want to do and it 's okay not to. I got caught up in the competitive whirlwind as I think every competitor does, and it was only when I realized that it wasn 't the thing that made me as happy um, or that it wasn't the actual competition, it was the performing kind it that made me so happy doing everything that I did but imagining my life without the competition terrified me but as soon as I kind of accepted that bit I went oh and I had some I had my parents who were ridiculously supportive of me turn around and say it's okay you don't have to compete you can do it in another form I think that's when I really opened up my eyes and went oh I can still do the thing I love but it's It's all the parts that I love doing, not the parts that seem to come with it as a total package. Um, So, yeah, I just imagined my life in two different sections, I think, just to detach myself a little bit to make sure that it really was what I wanted to do. Yeah, there's actually, there's an ancient yogic practice where you
1: imagine the entire planet and then you imagine the entire planet without you on it. And and a lot of people have found that there's some really deep epiphanies that people can achieve by imagining the whole world and then imagining the world without you being there. And it sounds like you're doing something quite similar. So just for the listeners out there, I just want to get this really clear. So you're saying, first of all, imagine the life you have the way you have it and then imagine the life you have without specific elements in it and see if you're still okay with that and also see... Uh, once you've done that what it's like and then from there you can actually go back to the life you have and just pluck out the things you really like and integrate them moving forward so it's kind of like you're trimming away all the stuff you didn't like about it and really just moving further and further into the most fulfilling
0: identity is that kind of what I'm hearing here? Yeah I think like we also have the techniques of write down your perfect day and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. live it for one day and then just repeat it and it's exactly that. Just. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. not just in the one aspect or your entire life. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so, so, smalls so, get big. <laughs> so, so, if I'm listening out there to you speaking right now,
1: you're saying that I could sit down today, I could get a piece of paper, and I could write down my, my perfect day, like from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. And I just write down everything I'd want to do in that day. And that day can contain elements of my current identity, elements of my new identity. They can also contain things that I felt that I couldn't live without still doing those things, but the most refined version that allows me to just have the fun bits, the things I enjoy. And then I what, I, I just schedule that in and then try and live that day or something. Is that the idea? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, nice. I mean it sounds pretty simple and I think the more I speak to people, the more I realize it's the simple things that, that really Um, help us get to where we want to go to now I know a lot of the listeners can um, find out an incredible amount of information from you at uh, that website that your book is on elevatebooks.com forward slash authors and they can see your your face there and they can click on it I just want to find out are are there any other tips or advice that you would want to give people out there that are wanting to find their identity or live true to their identity What, what are some other tips you'd want to give them
0: I think one one thing that really helped me was um, I did an exercise with a friend of mine, Lee, who asked me to write down, who am I? And I wasn't allowed to answer with my job because that wasn't who I was, um, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. made it really tricky <laughs> because that's what I'd let identify That's your me. identity. Yes. Yeah, that that was, to me, right then, that was my identity. Um, so... And I realized it wasn't the who as such, it was more the I am that I started really connecting with, and it took me a really long time because I had suppressed i well who I thought I should be um but I'd suppressed all of me as such, i guess um, and it turned and I started writing things i I am active, I am strong, I am. There are dark parts. There are the dark parts. Me. There's like I am happy. It was more the things that would vibrate, I guess, um, and make you feel really excited about what you had coming. And once you kind of you gave yourself the permission to really connect with all of those bits that came forward, you have your uniqueness. You have your individuality. You have all of those things. Then that's when you kind of go, actually, this is kind of cool. And I think that was something that really set the ball rolling for me was to be able just to write down I am in the middle of a piece of paper and then connect with any other words that really came up. Um, And for the first time in a long time, acknowledge how amazing we really are and just as, as complete individuals. And you can start, living and integrating all of those things and integrate them into everyday life instead of just being like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, that's kind of nice, but I can't do that. And instead, suddenly, they start to see through and you go, I can, and you start to elevate yourself. Um, it's like our books, but <laughs> I think oh. that was my most, that was one of my really empowering moments um, so just that I could before. empower myself. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so you found that. I just want, for the listeners out there, I mean, this is some practical stuff you're giving us here. And I know it's funny because you just say it like it, it just uh, comes to you naturally. But to a lot of the people out there, it, it really doesn't come naturally. You know, a lot of people don't think, I could just write my ideal day and live it. And if I like it, I could live it again. But another thing you're saying is, I can just pull out a blank piece of paper, really simply. I can yeah. write in the middle of it, I am. And then I've got to answer who I am but I can't use easy things <clears throat> like my job description, like where I work, like what my uh, career is, like what my expertise is. But instead, I've got to answer with what's underneath all of that, like yes. active, empowered, caring. Love. I,
0: I love it. I mean, it's so simple. And it's, just, it's a nice reminder of what you really are instead of – and it's you yourself that gave you – that empowerment. It wasn't anybody else saying, I believe in you or anything external because it came within. It's more that's where all of those words came from and that's where, that's where our, I guess our core, our essence, like our true identity really sits and it just happens that we use the external things like I used my performing and that was just how I portrayed my identity really well and that's where I felt most connected because I could use all of those words that came out and I could voice them. I could show them to some extent, and I think that's yeah. that's something that really made a massive difference for me. I love it.
1: Now I know that um, in your chapter you mentioned it a little bit, and certainly uh, you have spoken about it in the past. People who are going through these body image issues, what, <laughs> what could you could you potentially shed some light or? or Offer some advice to to people who are sitting around that are having some real body image issues. What what kind of wisdom would you want to share with those people?
0: Oh, I think going through what I went through was initially an external, um, I guess, an external penetration from the out, like from this outside area. I was suddenly brought up, realizing that I didn't fit. mold that had been created of the thing that I love doing the most and I think it was just changing one thing and I unfortunately took it too far but it was on the way back I guess the road to recovery was that I just needed to change just one thing and it was one thing a week or if you felt really good try you know one thing a day But generally just one thing a week to set the ball rolling. If it's just to go out, you go for a walk, you go for, you try a new yoga class, you try something new, you eat like whether it's you're looking to go and whether you're losing weight or for me it was gaining my weight back. Um, I just had to, I just had to eat one more thing a day, um, for me because I had taken it so far, but it was, my mum's thing, she went, I don't care what you do as long as you change one thing. And I went, I can do that. I can change one thing. That's that's easy. <laughs> and I think it's keeping it simple and whatever it is, it's not a race. It's not this be all and end all. Um, but, yeah, it's just changing one thing and one thing that that positively impacts you and one thing that you feel really good about doing. And, yeah, it's the baby steps thing. <laughs> yeah, because I know
1: as, in, in your career as a, as a world-class professional uh, ice skater, I, I know that a lot of the time other people were telling you how your body had to look, what size it had to be, what shape, and all this kind of stuff. And so what you're saying is, is as you came at the back end of other people projecting body image onto you, you picked your own body image, and then from there you made a decision to just try and do one thing differently each week. Yes. And that one thing had to lead to a direct positive impact in changing the result of the kind of body you had, but also the image you had inside your mind of that body as well. Is that is that what you're saying here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's that one step to a healthier me or a healthier you. It doesn't, it's just the healthiest version of yourself. And it's just taking that one step day by day or one thing a week um, to get to that, visual to get to that visualization that you would like yeah
1: i think uh for sure the people out there often take too big a step or too many steps and so i think the the simplicity once again of what you're saying here is just one step once a week and just take it to the healthier version of you and you'll be there before you know it the baby Abso- steps so.
0: uh, yeah absolutely and look i <laughs> I've finally gotten to the point where I can listen to my own advice <laughs> as, as much as <laughs> the it is to swallow sometimes. Um, but I did, I still struggled with it out the back end. I, it was, it was a daily, and it still is a little bit of a daily struggle, but I look at it and go, you know what? I'm closer than I was before. And looking from where I had come from to where I am now, it's been an absolute roller coaster. But the amount that I've learned about myself along the way, it's all been positive. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's been, it hasn't, it's, I tried to do too much too quickly. Originally, I was like, I can do this. I'll take off as a race. It's all good. It's not. It's the tortoise and the hare. And (laughs) it's just that, it's that realization, I think, where you go, okay, you know what? I took too many big steps and I can't keep up that way. I need to go back to baby steps.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. So are there any final words or anything else you'd love to share with the listeners that can assist them in their own journey to a clear identity and you know, getting out there and having a meaningful, healthy life? Anything else you'd like to, any final words?
0: I think one of the most important things that's been overlooked a lot in our society is just doing what makes you happy and that's Seems to be a really hard thing for people to come to grasp with that we are allowed to be happy and it doesn't have to be in the situation that we're in. We can change that. Anything that you don't feel comfortable in, that you don't, that you're not happy in, that's, that could be the one thing that you change. And I think, yeah, that's definitely the most, the most important thing at the moment is to be happy. Because I know that I thought I was happy for a really long time. And it was only when a friend of mine turned to me and was like, you know, you're allowed to be happy. And I went, am I? (laughs) Like, that's a thing. (laughs) I'm actually allowed to be happy. I'm allowed to really enjoy my life. I think that's the biggest thing. And it seems to be overlooked at the moment that we accept a little bit too easily others' expectations or what we think is the norm or what we should or shouldn't do and that's, that's not exactly what makes us happy but we just accept it and move on but as soon as you start making, as soon as you start believing that you are allowed to have a happy life or you get confirmation from somebody saying that you are allowed to be happy everything kind of falls into place and that's something that I I hope everybody can have is just to be happy no matter what you're doing it doesn't have to be somebody else's expectations it's your own and growing and pushing your own self to be happy yeah I think that's quite interesting
1: because there was a a palliative care nurse by the name of Bonnie Ware and she analyzed the top five regrets of the dying and uh, I think it was number four the fourth highest regret of the human race and the wording's quite interesting, is I wish I let myself be happier. And so I think, yeah, I think what I find for sure is, is people don't realize that they're the one who gives themselves permission. They're the one who says, yeah, I'm allowed to be happy. And I think it's really fascinating that one of the number one regrets of the human race is that they wish they let
0: themselves be happier. And, and I think that's a, a really, it's, a really that's great a thing. really That's a really fascinating thing, yeah. And I think yeah. just in the younger generations especially, that's, and, and in the older generations, too, they just allowed, there's, there shouldn't be a standard of happiness. It just has to be whatever makes you happy. <laughs> and, That's it. Yeah. I love it. Well,
1: look, thank you so much for your time today. I, I really have uh, enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I'm sure the listeners have got a lot of value out of it. And just some of the simple things were to plan out your ideal day and live it, to write a piece of paper with I am in the middle and then try and answer that without using your identity or your career. And also just the basics of letting yourself be happier, you know, and allowing yourself to find happy moments. Uh, so thanks again for, for being part of this, uh, this podcast.
0: No, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: So as always, if you'd like to uh, hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.